Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, August 27th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Stray Rescue saves the lives of hundreds of dogs each year. But this year, the no-kill shelter is going through a particularly brutal summer, taking a toll on the people who rescue the animals. Um, I do have what I, I tend to call mini meltdowns where, you know, you just you just lose it because it's just like enough is enough, people. In just a few minutes, we ride along with Stray Rescue in St. Louis. The director of the agency overseeing St. Louis County's jail has resigned. Raul Bonasco's departure comes after employees of the Justice Services Department accused him of fostering a hostile work environment. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Bonasco stepped down on Wednesday after roughly 50 staffers wrote a letter to the county council about his leadership. Among other things, Benasco was accused in the letter of manipulating promotions, throwing temper tantrums, and bringing the department to the verge of imploding. Benasco was brought in to lead St. Louis County's Justice Services Division in late 2019 after several deaths in the county jail. He previously worked as a jail administrator in Texas and Florida. A spokesman for St. Louis County Executive Sam Page said, quote, There will be a full investigation into the personnel issues that have been raised. An advisory board for the Justice Services Department is slated to meet on Friday. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Despite coronavirus drastically curtailing businesses, Missouri Governor Mike Parson says the state is continuing to recover. He says Missouri's unemployment rate has dropped again. From 7.8 in June to 6.9 percent in July, with employment increasing by over 52,000 jobs. Parson says that's three percentage points better than the national average. The governor is also touting the Food and Drug Administration's approval of a Washington University-developed saliva test for coronavirus. It's an emergency authorization allowing companies to sidestep the usual FDA approval process during emergencies and pandemics. Word of the approval comes as the region experiences the largest increase in hospitalizations since the pandemic started in the spring. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports. On Monday, 71 people with COVID-19 were admitted to the hospitals in the region's four largest health systems. That's 28 more people than the day before. New hospitalizations in St. Louis have plateaued in recent weeks, averaging in the upper 30s. Dr. Alexander Garza is the head of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force. He says that 40 new patients a day represents the upper limit of what hospitals can comfortably handle. Our data for today, just to be blunt, is fairly alarming. Garza says the new admissions are spread across the region's hospitals, and there isn't a clear link among the cases. Officials say coronavirus cases have been increasing in young people in their teens, 20s, and 30s, even as new hospitalizations and deaths have remained relatively steady. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. A lawsuit against agricultural giant Monsanto, now owned by Bayer, calls for the removal of the weed killer Roundup from the market and more relief for black farmers. The National Black Farmers Association has filed the legal action, and the group does have the support of the St. Louis County NAACP. Virginia-based farmer John Boyd Jr. is the association's president. Every time there's monies on the table for these settlements, 
black farmers have been left out. And that's why we're glad to have this legal team represent us so we can get some justice this time. Amen. Because we've been left out for far too long. Bayer has agreed to pay nearly $11 billion to settle about 100,000 lawsuits claiming Roundup caused cancer. In a statement, Bayer defended the product as safe and said the latest lawsuit has no basis. Stray Rescue of St. Louis is calling the last few months the Summer of Violence. The No-Kill Animal Rescue Organization says it is receiving more requests for help with cases of abuse than usual, and those cases are more severe. When Stray Rescue receives a call about a dog in trouble, Donna Lockman is one of the people who brings the animal to the shelter and off the streets. St. Louis Public Radio's Emily Woodbury recently joined Lockman on the job. On a sunny August morning, I meet Donna Lockman outside the shelter in downtown St. Louis. With masks on, we hop in her Jeep, which is full of blankets, dog treats, and a couple squeaky toys. Oh, sorry. That's, I was out looking for a dog, and he likes squeaky toys, so thought maybe that would help. She punches the address into her GPS, and we're on our way. A fireman contacted our executive director, and um, I guess they were at a house to take somebody to the hospital. And the people said that they had picked this dog up last night and it was just laying at the base of their steps inside, but it can't get up. They actually had to move the dog to get the person out of the house. Um, so the firemen said that they think the dog's either been shot or hit by a car because it doesn't seem to be able to use its back legs. We head up to a neighborhood just north of Bell Fountain Cemetery, where firefighters saw the dog that had trouble walking. We pull up to the house and knock on the door. The woman who answered says it's not her dog, but she took him inside the house to give him shelter. She eventually surrenders him over. Lockman carefully lifts the dog into the back of her Jeep. Um, I don't know what's going on with her, but she, she didn't want to surrender the dog at first. She didn't think it wanted to go with us. I think that she, you know, probably means well and thought she could help that animal, but there's no way he, that that dog was ever going to get to a vet. And it looks to me like one or both legs are broken. And for some reason, when you look at him from above, one side of his ribs sticks way out more than the other. So I don't know if he has air in his chest, like if he was hit in the chest area as well or what's going on, but he definitely needs medical care. So. Anyway, she let us take him. We'll get the dog help, and that's, that's what's most important. A recent Stray Rescue Facebook post describes the last few months as the summer of violence. And indeed, the photos of dogs who have been abused are hard to see. There are dogs with gunshot wounds, dogs who had fireworks thrown at them. There's a dog named Scout who was thrown off a bridge. Then there was the tragic case of a dog that rescuers named Freedom, who looked like he might have had acid thrown on his body more than once. He ended up not making it. I asked Lockman what it's like to be a witness to these cases and how she avoids burnout and compassion fatigue doing this work. I feel like like things kind of go in waves for me. I mean, there's times where you feel like you can just, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going. And this is going to be one of those where I start carting. Take ramp left to I-70 West. <clears throat> so things definitely do get to me. Uh, most times I can kind of keep it together. Um, I do 
have what I, I tend to call mini meltdowns where, you know, you just, you just lose it because it's just like enough is enough people, you know, I mean, I just think it's hard to see what these guys go through. In one mile, take exit 246A. Day in and day out. To North Broadway. And sometimes not be able to help. You know, when something happens, like with freedom, people are like, you guys tried to help him and tried to do everything you could for him. Look at all the dogs that you do save. And I get what they're saying, but just sometimes that one that you don't, it just it kills you. But I think the fact that we do help so many and that we can help just kind of keeps you going too. While the cases of abuse and neglect are tough to witness, Lachman says she also encounters so many people who are willing to help. Stray Rescue currently works with about 400 foster families, and she says they're always looking for more people willing to take in dogs and cats before they find their forever home. And one of the simplest things people can do to keep the number of strays down is to spay and neuter. I mean, that's that's going to be key to helping so many of the, the problems that are out there with the animals. So spay and neuter your pets. Put Donna out of work. That's right. <laughs> I'm Emily Woodbury, St. Louis Public Radio. That rescued dog has been named Radio. He's doing well, although one of his legs has been amputated. The shelter expects he will be up for adoption soon. Shula Newman edited that report. Shula is also the boss, the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.